Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. All right, we're good to go. Ricky Maxson, what's going on, brother? Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing well, man. Sitting here in my living room. Uh, rut stash shirt on. Rut stash shirt on. Rut stash. Rut stash on. Rut stash on. With uh, our other good buddy Tony Doyle sitting here sipping on a nice cool bush latte. We're just having a. We're having a good night after a night at the shop. How about it? But didn't they rename these actually like lattes? Or was that a joke? I don't know. Because it was all over on the internet, Facebook, and that, st- that still says Bush Light. Yeah, they, uh, we have the the new limited edition orange cans that they do for hunting season, and they're de- they definitely don't say latte on them. And I'm kind of okay with that, because I was upset that they were taking our idea, you know? Yeah, I don't know necessarily if we were the first ones to do that, but... Yeah, we were. All right. There was the- nobody in North America. I'll send them a letter tomorrow. Okay. We yeah. need minimum like 15 million dollars how soon can we get a trademark on that you think i don't know a word mark or whatever you need to have we'll, we'll get it done you'll probably google it <laughs> i'm sure it's taken at this point probably anyways so this is take two um first podcast didn't uh work out as planned a couple months ago rick i don't know what really happened there we're um <laughs> Actually, I do. Yeah, lots lattes happen. Yeah, it started out really good, and then it went to uh, just places it probably shouldn't have. Considering, I mean, you want to probably stay somewhat professional with this. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I mean, it's unless it's, unless the people listening know you, then no matter how professional you stay, they still know that you're not professional. Hey, let's not let's not turn this back on me, Rick. It's honestly, I think it was your fault why the podcast didn't work out. You got into captain. I'll take credit for it. <laughs> okay. And you were having conversations with people that weren't on the podcast, external, you know. I'm not, the, I'm not the one who got in a wrestling match next to a fire pit that night. All right, Rick. We're not going to go. We're not going to go into that. <laughs> well, I mean, if we want to go there, I'm pretty sure you body slammed Royley onto one of my tables next to the fire pit, broke the table, knocked your podcast stuff over. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> take three. Take three. All right, restart. <laughs> no. no, we're good. Uh, but we're back. We're new. Go- we're. I think you know we've come a long way since then. That was two months ago. Yeah, yeah. And we were. Times have changed. We've definitely matured. We've definitely matured, and so as as we get started here, Rick, before we go down another rabbit hole, which we're pretty good at doing, and uh, just don't get a drink on my mic. You hear me, hmm. brother? That's good bourbon. I got that. I got that. That was uh, from the Niagara trip. That's Wayne Gretzky's bourbon from the 99, number 99 distillery. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Old, old Wayne, or as Joe T says, he calls him D-Wayne. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm not too sure. You don't watch hockey. No, not really. You, you're big into it. Anthony. If you ever see Rick, I mean, before Rick introduced himself, I got to give a little bit of a background. He, uh, When he watches the Penguins or the Steelers play, you don't talk to him. You don't look at him. You don't do anything around him. <laughs> Unless they're him. winning. 
yeah, then then you're yeah, we're good. half decently happy. But you know, Pittsburgh fans get a, a relatively bad name, and honestly, they should have a picture of Rick on there. He gave me a look just right now, like Pittsburgh yeah, we have a, give a bad Pittsburgh name. Pitt fans have a great name. Mm-hmm. We're loyal, dedicated. I don't know about the Steelers this year. There's a lot of nonsense going on there, but uh, it still feels good. Steeler yeah. season, pens are about to play, and that means one thing. It's it's bow season, man. Yeah, it is bow season. B-O-W, not B-A-A. B-E-A-U. Yeah, it it's depends always, how you look at it. It's always bow season, though. <laughs> it's, it's like the rut stash, man. Right. It's a 365, 24-7 thing, and it, it's hard to be a part of unless you're a part of it. Exactly. (laughs) That should be your motto. This is hard to be a part of unless you're part of it. (laughs) You wouldn't know unless you know. (laughs) (laughs) Something you might want to become familiar with. So, all right, Rick. So let's let's give a little bit of a background on who you are and why you're sitting here with me right now. Yeah, man. Um, Well, how did I get started in the industry? Just kind of crazy, weird story. Um, I worked in a different field prior to this. And I uh, had walked in the Bucks and Bows Archery in Gibsonia just to get some bow work done. And the owner was there that day. And um, I was laid off from my last job on unemployment. And uh, me and my buddy Sean were just planning on hunting all fall. And we were young. I mean, I was probably, I don't know, 22 or something like that. And, uh, yeah, he was like, oh, we need some extra help around the store. I didn't know anything. I'd never worked on a bow fletched an arrow nothing and they pretty much you know will train you so started there part-time i don't know maybe two nights a week i think just kind of fletching arrows the shop was geez probably a fifth of the size it is now maybe smaller than that we didn't even have a range or anything and uh started fletching arrows and then led to working on bows and the store has expanded from you know us again being a a small kind of mom pa store which you know i would still consider us we're still small business you know we're not this you know like a a chain or a box store or anything big like that but uh, we now have the two indoor ranges spot paper range and the 3d range and you've been a part of a lot of that growth over the past couple years with putting a 3d range and stuff in but uh yeah been working there and um been the the store head store manager for what tone six years now no five years four years five years Five years, maybe. You've been yeah. telling me four or five years for two years since I've, I've been here for two and a half years, and you've been telling me the same I know. story. It's just time flies. I'm, I, I turned 30 this year. It's kind of weird. Yeah. So, like oh, I said, and I, I just said a minute ago, I started at the store when I was like 22 or something. So, yeah. So, uh, I mean, just kind of grew up southwest Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh region. Um, did some traveling out west and uh, moved a couple places for work and went to Slippery Rock University for college. Um, started their, the university hunting and fishing club up there when I was there and, um, just allowed me to meet a lot of people and kind of took that with the store too. So it's a, it's been a great networking thing and got to meet a lot of cool guys and a lot of new friends and stuff like that. So it's been, it's been a fun ride. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, so I, I've been with the store now for two and a half years when I came in and it's the, the funny story with it is. I was working in uh, another career field and and still am, but I had met the owners of Bucks and Bows through, they were a client, uh, or actually I was a client of theirs and hired them through some different things. And I got laid off from my job and 
moved, just made a random move down in the Pittsburgh area. And they're like, hey, we'd like you to, you know, work at the shop. I think you'd fit in really well, which, I mean, they they obviously didn't know my character or anything to we be able to say that. We potential, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> looking back on Opinions it. Opinions have changed. Opinions have changed. Sure. But uh, here we are. So I, I came down, like, in... And Chuck, one of the owners, like, you got to meet, you know, Rick. He's a store manager, great guy. You guys will connect. Good-looking guy. Yeah, yeah, he said that. Yep, good-looking guy. He's like, he's, you know, he's full of, I mean, no, he's. Super fit. Super fit, great guy. Not full of himself, like, you know. (laughs) Big, big buck killer. Yeah, he's. There's a lot of traits. We could go on and on and all night, you know. Yeah, honestly. I mean, like, I don't mean to cut you off, Rick, but full body <laughs> for you to go through the entire, you know, attribute list of right. yourself, it would take a while. It sure would. But anyways, we had we had lunch together, and as I much remember I that, and you ordered a salad, and I had immediately had questioned the beginning of our relationship as friends when you ordered a salad. But I think you then finished, like, followed that up with a a bush latte order. So I no, they didn't have any there. We had a Miller Lite. That's right, it was. Miller. Yeah, they unfortunately the Pittsburgh area isn't like a huge fan of of bush lattes or anything. So, yeah, that was I mean that was you know a warning sign that I didn't take at that point. But we we hung out and and I think you took me shed. Was it shed the first hunting. time you took me shed hunting on yeah. the farm? Yep. Yeah. So you took me shed hunting, and uh, and as much as I don't like to admit to it because how much you know shit we give each other, it uh, you know we connected and you know, we, we became good friends out of it. So I ended up taking the job down here and working at Bucks and Bows part-time. And that was kind of the the beginning of it. And, and just kind of a little bit of a side tangent here. It's always funny. We joke around about the whole industry pro staff thing and how, you know, it's, it's, it's a cool thing to be on a field staff or pro staff or anything. But for someone that's really serious about getting into the outdoor industry, Working for an archery pro shop is like the ideal, you know, way, I guess, in or being a part of it. You know what I mean? Because it's it's one thing to get 10% off, you know, a scent crusher bag <laughs> or anything along those lines. But it's it's another thing to be a part of it and learn it and be able to be a part of, you know, customers, real people that are, you know, hunting and doing everything else and getting to talk about it on a daily basis, being surrounded by great people like yourself and Tony and Alec and all the other guys down at the shop. Like that's a, that's a big thing that, that I I wish, you know, more people would, you know, I guess gravitate to. Yeah. I think too, I mean, the industry has definitely changed over the years. You know, Tony and I, we actually have a tv at the store that plays dvds what, what's in there now it's an old matthews dvd yeah it's 2006 or something and it shows a lot of hunts back when you know we were in college where lee and tiff were just getting started and a lot of the big names in the industry were th- like outdoor tv was just really starting to explode and we always say you know those are the good old days um but yeah i mean i think it's i think there's a flooded the industry is definitely flooded with, like you said, the pro staff, field staff stuff. And yeah, I think what people want is um, just like genuine somebody to talk to that that actually understands product base and has knowledge on how the stuff works, the pros and the cons to everything. Because if you just say, 
hey, you know, I I shoot this bow. It's the best bow in the world. Everything about it's perfect. Every other bow in the world sucks. You know, that that's not really genuine. And, and that's definitely not true considering certain products, certain bows, certain sights, whatever, certain arrows, you know, they work really well for some people. And for the next guy, it may not be the best product for them or the, you know, the best solution for an issue they're having or whatever. So yeah, being in the shop and having a wide, um, you know, array of knowledge on different products with different brands. And, you know, for us, I think at the store, and we always say, you know, I actually had a guy call today and asked, about he was like in the market for crossbows and he goes is there a p- particular brand that you guys push i said no man we carry you know five six brands of crossbows we like them all otherwise it wouldn't be there it's not a box store right so we choose what's there not the we don't have a buyer who's not on the floor you know that's choosing what's there we we have our hand in that and we do that at ata and things like that we we hand pick products that we feel are going to be best for our customers and then the guys that work there they have that one-on-one knowledge, which, you know, is a huge difference than, you know, not going back to box stores constantly, but, you know, a kid at a kid at a box store who doesn't receive the training or the knowledge or doesn't have the personal relationships with the sales reps or the companies to, to really understand every little feature of every product. So I think that, I think that separates, you know, if you, if you work in the store first versus, Hey, I just, filled out an application online to be a, you know, a pro staffer, a field staffer, then you're working in the store and you know, you see, you get to touch every product, whether you carry it or not, guys are bringing in sites and stuff that we don't carry. And, uh, it just gives you a, you know, a, a more true opinion. Um, something that's probably better for a customer to more valued. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have more value, you know, for that customer. And that's what it's all about for us. You know, our, our big thing, and I know it sounds cliche is, but you know, it's all for us, it's, it's the customer experience. And, you know, when people come to us, they're looking for that, that pro shop knowledge and pro shop experience to give them, especially with lines like, you know, some of our bigger lines, like sick gear, for example, that's a big one, man. You know, you can go online and read what you want, you know, and try to figure some of this stuff out, but without having somebody sitting there saying, Hey, we go hands on with this stuff. We go through training every year. Um, and I don't think, I think a lot of customers don't know a lot of that too. Like the actual training our guys are required to go through. Sometimes you just think, Oh, well you carry it in the store. So you have to say it's good or you, you think it's good. Maybe you don't use it, but all our guys use our products that we carry. They go through training, not just on sick gear, but with other brands as well. So that they know all the ins and outs and can really, you know, if a customer wants to dig into questions or what is what, you know, we should be able to answer those questions or at least lead them in the direction that they can get those questions answered. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest thing that, that I didn't realize before starting there was, okay, like when I first started, you would be like, Hey, Bo, you got to meet down the shop where the stay after or during store hours, whatever it may be. You're like, all right, the sales rep's coming in from Spot Hog. Say Dustin Yutz, for example, great sales rep. And he, he would come in and be like, all right, giving us a training on all the sites. And we're going through, seeing how they work, why they work this way, everything. And that's not just, say, with Spot Hog sites. That's with everything. We have our reps come in and teach us how to use them, how to work on them, what the pros, what the cons are. And then by us using them, we can kind of you know formulate um, an opinion 
on those and and at least be able to educate the customers during the buying experience. There's not any of us in there that push, you know, one single product or what it goes through. And like with Sika Gear, for example, the big thing that 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 you were kind of touching on there was all of us go through a training that we have to do every year that goes through all the product lines, why they are. Because if you go on Sika's website, it can be overwhelming if you don't sure, know what yeah. to look for. They have a lot lot of SKUs. And mm-hmm. from, you know, their two Western lines. Yeah. You know, they've got their waterfowl stuff, which we don't touch on too much. And then a very, very advanced whitetail system. Yeah, you can read descriptions, but that can get that can get very difficult to really try to figure out and dig um, to what you need. And you know, everybody's different. Kind of going back to like that bow, you know, you get a guy that says, you know, hey, Matthews is the best bow in the world. It's the only bow to shoot. Well, that may be true for for that guy, but there may be another brand. Not knocking Matthews because they're phenomenal. Um, we sell a lot of them, but there may be some, another bow out there that is probably a better fit for that guy based upon his draw length or, you know. You get things like shoulder injuries. There might be a bow out there that's a little smoother for him or something along the lines of that. Because the same thing with the Siki gear. You have a guy who hunt. Everyone hunts differently. Everybody's body is different. We react different to the to temperatures and the environment. So, yeah, what what may be a perfect jacket for me may not be a perfect jacket for you in the exact same situation. So yeah. it allows us to once we get to learn that customer and kind of how they hunt and and that kind of stuff. It allows us to put them in the right direction, which takes away the whole trial and error for the customer Mm -hmm. you know the guys that are you know buying stuff and they find out oh that you know this this site wasn't what i thought it was going to be i i I didn't realize it was like this or for sicky gear this jacket i was still cold you know or whatever it didn't work yeah probably because it wasn't you didn't apply it correctly or, or it wasn't the right application for what it was designed for which in turn they can save money by just saying hey Give me advice. Lead me in the right direction. We're not going to steer them wrong. It's bad for yeah. business, right? I mean, I mean, same thing. Like when we go through, like say, for example, with the sick of your system, we ask the customer, you, "Do you run cold or warm? You know, what's are you more active? Are you stationary? What's your kind of hunt look like? What's your ideal thing looking like?" And we're going to help you, you know, you know, educate you and build you a system that correlates with what your style hunting is and everybody's different. We build systems that are completely different for so many people. And, and it's not even that way with just sick of gear. I mean, even when it comes down to bows, that's the number one question that comes in. What's, what's the best bow in here? What's, you know, yeah, what, do you, or, what do you shoot? Yeah. You know? what do you, yeah. What do you shoot? What do you shoot? It's like, and, well, you know, what I shoot may not be the right thing for you to shoot. And this is why. And so let's walk through the products and yeah, let's test shoot bows, which is why, you know, all our guys know if a customer comes in, hey, I'm looking to buy a new bow. You know, we f- we figure out a, you know the price range they want to stay within, and then we work with that budget to find them a couple bows at least, some you know multiple bows that they can go back in the range, same draw length, same draw weight, so it's an equal comparison, and spend time shooting them. And while they're shooting them. Guy shooting with Tony. Tony's going to explain the cam system. He's going to explain the riser design. He's going to explain, you know, strings and cables and warranty and customer service and just anything that goes into the, if that customer chooses that bow. What the, what do they need to know down to the just the little nitty gritty details that most people probably would have no clue, you know. And so when they when you make the decision, okay, well, based upon how it felt, 
everything you told me, the technology, the, you know, the, the, whatever, the company, the whole nine yards, when you choose that bow, you know, in the back of your mind, you're certain that that was the correct bow for you. You'll shoot it better. Yeah. No, to be no. honest with and, you. And it's funny. Cause like you said, everyone's got a different feel. All three of us sitting here have a different bow that we shoot a different yep. company. You yep. know what I mean? It's cause you may like something you you're shooting the PSE evolve this year. You're liking to let off how smooth it is, how fast it is. Everything fit you there. And, a, and I got a bow tech for a 3d rig, you know, yeah. not brand oil at all. It's just, for me, that's the bow, the the two bows that felt the best for the applications I'm putting them in. Yep. And Tony's not shooting either of those companies. You're not shooting either of those companies, but you guys picked bows based upon feel that you guys felt would would lead to you being successful, whether it would be hunting or target shooting or whatever it is. Yeah, and we apply that to our customers the exact same way. You yeah, know, that's just like, the way to do it. I think again, I think it's, I think it's more genuine that way to do it to, to, to sell that way, you know, to provide that knowledge and things like that. And I think it just, I don't know if it gives you more, I don't know if the customers find that to be more respectful towards them, but I think that's the ultimate design versus, Hey, I'm pro staff. I get 10% off. I got a sticker in the back of my truck. You shoot this product because I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm not knocking pro staffers and field staffers. I've been on pro staff. So I've, been on field staffs. So I think everybody in the store has. I got a bunch of buddies who don't work in the store that are on them. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. They can be really good avenues to to get into the industry or to you know learn a little more about the products. As long as you're genuine about it, mm-hmm. I think that will take you a long way. So if there's people out there listening, they're like, you know, how maybe you know part of this episode being that it's industry talk. How do you get into the industry? Yeah, I mean, go to your local pro shop, see if they're hiring, you know, or just hang out. Yeah, we have a lot of guys. We had guys down there tonight, you know, that we were just hanging out with. And these kids have, within a couple of years, you know, tripled, quadrupled their knowledge on just archery in general, just from spending time at the store, hanging out, shooting, listening as as our guys are going through stuff, you know. And uh, right off the bat, I think, you know, having that kind of, that type of knowledge versus, I, I have to sell this product because I'm on a, I'm contracted to or whatever. I just think, I don't know. I think it goes a long way. Yeah. If the customer understands, I don't even cares about it. Some people may not. Yes. Yeah, some, hey. some of our customers really don't. It <laughs> is what it is, man. You, you got to give them the information and, and, yep. you know, be the same to all the customers and, and, uh, you know, hopefully they take that knowledge and everything that they get and take it from a, for a positive experience. You there's, know, there's a lot of products out there too. Our, our industry is very inundated with a million options for everything. Yeah. You know, nowadays there's, I mean, how many drop away rests are there out there right now? Hundreds, you know, I mean, how many trail cameras? It seems like every company in the world right now is making a trail camera and they had the best trail camera with the fastest trigger speed and blah, 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 the whole nine yards. You know, when we were younger, it wasn't like that. You didn't have a ton of options or you had a bunch of options, but it wasn't quite like it is today. And so we can't carry every product in the store, but we get to hand select and choose what we feel is best. And, you know, you go from there. I mean, some customers come in and they want to shoot a, you know, X brand broadhead, we don't carry it. It's not because we don't like it or because we don't think it works. It's just because can't carry literally every product in the, yeah. that the industry offers. So kind of explain to me the process. So how do we go about choosing the products that we do carry? Well, 
Archery Trade Association, ATA, has a show every year uh, called the ATA Show, and they do that in January. And it's it's a really good option, a good opportunity, I guess I should say, for shop employees, owners, managers, whatever, to get out there and see literally every product in our industry. Now, we only have three days, so unless we take you know, a team of 50 people out there, you're not going to see everything, but you could at least walk by glance, check out, touch, feel, talk to the engineers, owners, people like that, that are at those booths in a setting where it's opposite of the Harrisburg show. You know, there's not 200,000 people there. I don't know how many people go out there. A lot of people, but it's not like that. It's a lot calmer. You know, we can get one-on-one with the companies, you know, learn about the different um, engineering designs and kind of, you know, really dig and find out what would be the best for us, what we feel would be the best for us to bring back to our customers. And that's also based upon our customers giving us feedback, you know, which Facebook's a good thing. Customers give us a lot of feedback there and just word of mouth feedback in the store and, you know, what they thought about products we've carried in the past. Um, That's the big one, man. I mean, ATA show is really the meat and potatoes of where we go to get hands on. It's a lot better than looking at a catalog or looking at things online. And the other big one is sales reps. Um, you know, our industry utilizes sales rep groups a lot. Um, there's good ones. There's bad ones. I think that's kind of across the board, no matter what industry you're in. But these, you know, a lot of sales reps will come to the store, you know, and bring products and do demos and things like that. And that's actually something that uh, just had a conversation with a sales rep this past week that we're going to start doing for our customers, utilizing sales reps for the customers. So, for example we're going to have a PSE night at Bucks and Bows. And that'll be coming up here probably this fall. He was thinking October, right, T? Something like that. I think he said October. Where customers could come out and he'll have all the 2019 bows. He'll have, you know, any other products that they want to showcase that that we carry. Or customers could come out and see things that maybe even bows that we don't carry because you can't carry every bow for every company so maybe some bows there to target bows and things like that where customers don't often get a hands-on prime's going to do it and i've talked to dustin in the past about that kind of stuff so we're going to start doing that stuff so that the customers can take advantage of coming out and talking to somebody that works for that company touch and feel on every product that they carry maybe products that we don't have in store because again, we can't carry everything. Um, Cause I think, I think that's a really good resource just to gain the knowledge. You could just, yeah. if you can, if you could play with, you know, if you could shoot, let's say six different bows in a night, you know, from one company um, you could really narrow down your search results to kind of what you're looking for. Maybe you can take away some, some things that you would look at online and say, yeah, you know what? These aren't, these aren't good for me prime example g5 you know the broadheads and and everything else that they make you know it'll be the same kind of scenario they could come out and maybe demo some stuff and and get hands on and play instead of just looking through a a clear package hanging on the shelf Mm -hmm. um i mean heck if that's how we choose our products the customers you know should have a good opportunity to do that too and that's where like customer appreciation day comes into play Mm -hmm. a lot of the boosts out back you know you can kind of get a little more hands-on with stuff demo some things um but yeah i mean just to to go back and answer your question, I mean, that's the process of choosing it. I think it started 
for us, you know, it started from the day we opened and, and, and always, you know, you just, you, you constantly transition and you're staying kind of um, flexible, you know, as the industry changes, as products change, you change, you know, and you just always try to bring the best that you can for the customer. Yeah. And that's, that's the one big thing that, that I've seen learn from you specifically is like, we're not, we're not carrying a product just because, you know, they're the big name or anything else is going on. We're going through checking out these products, talking to the companies, going through seeing the whole process behind it before we handpick them to, to carry. I mean, you taught me this year the the ordering process and how you figure out what you're going to carry for the year. And it's, it's a long process process behind the scenes that people don't see the crystal ball effect you know, <laughs> yeah say, how many of these are going to sell got that crystal ball in front of me you just kind of can see the future yeah you win some you lose some you know we've definitely lost some in the past and um i'll say if there's products that we thought were going to be home runs and we bring them in and they're not uh we're we're pretty quick to pull them off the shelves or if we're getting like a lot of warranty issues or customer feedback's not so good we'll we'll quickly pull them off the shelves um a product we switched this year was those knockout knocks um you know we carried nocturnal for years we've had loom knock and stuff in the past too i think we even did tracer knocks at some point or fire knocks or something but you know this year we went to knockout lighted knocks and we did that based upon how they function that they're on off design just a little more user friendly a little more convenient for people to shoot you know and at first we had a couple things going on we went back to the company we squash those issues immediately and we're still carrying them in the store with no issues. So, you know, I mean, I, for us, I can't, you know, if, if Bo, if you sell a guy, a product at Bucks and Bo's archery and he has a bad experience and you gave him, you know, your advice to purchase that product, that looks, that looks really bad on you and Bucks and Bo's right. And word travels fast. Yeah. You, you go buy a product at Dick's Sporting Goods or Field of Stream or whatever it is, Cabela's, you walk in, you buy a, you know, whatever whatever that product is, a bow sight, whatever, it doesn't matter, an arrow rest, and you go use it and it doesn't function the way they said it would or you had a bad experience with it or maybe it wasn't, you know, you weren't told how to install it correctly or use it correctly. You're not going to go back to that store and know who, who did that, you know. You're going to go back to customer service, just return it and get your money back and go through the whole process of starting over again versus just getting the right product up front getting the right experience and knowledge up front and information for you to be successful without having to play the game. Yeah. Nobody wants to play games with their equipment. No, not, not at all. I don't want my customers playing games with their equipment because that doesn't look good for us. And I sincerely want our customers to be successful with their gear during hunting season or target shooting or whatever they're doing. So, um, you know, it's a little more personal. It's, it's definitely, that's the idea. It's, it's more personal. It's, 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 it's a tighter knit, community shopping at small business um i wish more people would you know sitting here staring at an amazon box i know you didn't buy any archery stuff but uh you know yeah, yeah that's actually a full entire box of broadheads that yeah. we bought you yeah. know cheaper online right yeah so. no but yeah i mean amazon and online man it's, it's uh i don't want to say it's killing small business because it's not I actually read a really good article this week um that there's, you know, small business bureau, whatever it is, um, that their, their recent studies have shown small businesses growing and is booming while companies like Amazon are booming. The owner of Amazon is now the richest man in the world worth 
above billions and billions of dollars and small business while they're while they're booming small business is also booming because i think people i think people are starting to also realize too now that buying online has been so popular for for a while now i think people are starting to kind of gravitate back to saying you know yeah i kind of want that personal experience i want i want to be able to touch and feel products before i buy them and maybe get some expert advice on things especially in our market a niche archery market's a big one for people that they they want that you know they want that advice up front um and hey amazon what they're buying they're buying brick and mortar left and right whole foods and there's they have amazon stores popping up so if the largest online retailer in the whole freaking world the most successful online selling database in the whole world is building brick and mortar stores there's obviously some importance that they're seeing for brick and mortar and they're seeing that their customers as convenient as it is with two-day amazon prime shipping sometimes it's best well not sometimes it's definitely better to just walk into a store and leave with it that day and leave with expert advice instead of saying i'll get this and i get free returns yeah when you're gonna play this return game i mean yeah so yeah i mean i think there's a lot of value to what we do um you know and i think the customers appreciate that and uh you know, and from a service standpoint, that's a whole nother. I mean, I was just, I was just gonna go down that avenue yeah. that like there's, there's the whole part of it of you know selling products, and the other process comes down to service, which right now specifically with archery season in Pennsylvania, it's opened up in some areas in the Pittsburgh area. It opened up, but coming up here by the time this podcast airs here, uh, it'll be the season will be open, but this is the busy time. This is the crunch time when everyone wants their boat, their strings and cables replaced, their bows tuned right now, right now, <laughs> right like, now. Hey, uh, our season, season opens on Saturday. <laughs> I need my boat. Uh, today's Wednesday. Can you have it done for me tomorrow? I need right. to get sighted in. Right. I gotta, I gotta stretch my string out and get sighted in again. Yeah, no, that's, there are unrealistic expectations. I think a lot. <laughs> we may be pretty good, but we're not that good. Um, you know, we definitely suggest people take care of a lot of this stuff way ahead of the game before the season starts. But we're still there. We're crunching. We're getting people turned around as fast as we can. A lot of these new products too. You don't have to play around. Like look at freaking Trophy Ridge with the React technology and their sights. You could have a guy walk in the night, the day before hunting season. We could sight him in at twenty yards into spot range, go into 3D range, sight him in at 30 yards, and that dude is dialed into 100 yards. So 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, the whole way to 100 yards, that site's automatically going to sight in his rest of his pins just by doing 20 and 30. Mm-hmm. Now, I still suggest that you practice with that site and get familiar with that site prior to going out in the woods and chasing live animals, but technology like that allows people for a last-minute thing, if they broke their site or something like that, to come in and get squared away, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's... That's what you should be seeing in 2018. Yeah, you know? that's the advancements that you're seeing. You but know, from a service standpoint, doesn't happen that fast. But you know, no. that's that's another. That's probably our biggest, um, you know, uh, whatever aspect of the, of the business that we do is is the service work. So working on people's bows and restringing them and tuning them and fixing problems and determining, you know, doing warranty work and things like that. Um, you know, and having, having that, that local guy who does this stuff every day, knows the ins and outs versus going to 
again going back to a box store or whatever trying to have have a kid who i'm not knocking the kid because he doesn't have the training but having somebody with very little training um trying to work on your bow most guys are pretty personal with their archery equipment i mean it's it's a pretty big deal it's your bow you know and so guys take it seriously so so having the right equipment which we stay on top of you know mm-hmm. having the right tuning equipment the right bow presses to be able to work on anything and everything and take care of our customers um you know make sure that while we're working on their stuff their stuff's being you know pressed correctly and 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 used with the most advanced equipment to make sure that it's perfectly tuned or perfectly ready to go for them yeah and that's like i mean and and that comes down to having the right people in place too which we are definitely lucky enough to have people that kind of fit all avenues you know you have people like tony and and alan and craig and everybody else that all have their own specific niche that they're so you know good at with with working on people's equipment and when when you get your bow back you can feel confident that you know this is this is tuned as if it was their bow right everything is is you know good to go yeah a guy came in today actually now that you said that his center serving was all jacked up on his bow and he had he was having issues with his d loop so i had to strip it and redo everything and, and before he left he was we were talking and he's like by the way he's like hey whatever you got to do he's like just fix this issue but look over the whole bow like pretend it's your bow and and, and and fix anything that he's fixed and i'm like well yeah man that's that's how we work on every bow like it's our own bow you know and and that's for us at bucks and bows that's that's what we do um pretty much everybody that starts there that's one of the first things we say hey when you're fletching someone's arrows yeah it may seem like a meaningless task to you but that dude's spending a lot of money on those arrows those arrows he's going to be shooting target shooting or you know hunting with or whatever they need to be perfect. So if you take an extra step to do yours, take that same extra step to do theirs. It may take a little longer, but it's going to be that much better. And they're going to return customers and word of mouth advertising is, I mean, you could post whatever you want on Facebook and run radio ads and sponsor TV shows, whatever, but word of mouth advertising is number one in our, for our, for our industry. Yeah. You know, no, I completely agree. And then, and I can speak from the point of having Rick as a, the store manager and boss is uh, and a mentor. <laughs> oh, are we going to go down this? I, I was about to say something decently nice about you, but at the same time, you know, still show your you character. Just, you stopped. You said, you know, it's a store manager and a boss. And then you started. I, I, well, because I was trying not to say something extremely mean. Like you know. a, I didn't hear you say it. Like as a friend, as a neighbor, as a mentor, you know, as leadership. I just thought maybe you could elaborate. But go ahead. Yeah, hey, so what, what, I, what yeah technically I can't get away from him because he's always, you know, here. In, in my life and and when i say i have to travel for work normally it's I, I you know i'm just going down the street and staying in a buddy's house because i'm trying to you know create some space but anyways so yeah yeah rick he lives across the street from me and i live with tony so it's a it's a you know whole uh at the whole the whole concept here but anyways what i meant was rick is extremely family thorough with how he wants his work done and as an employee if you're taking shortcuts or doing anything he's going to let you know and he's going to let you know usually in uh not not mean means a bad way the of first it. the first two times it's normally pretty nice rick let's be honest with yourself here 
Yeah, if Tony catches you, you know, he'll be like, hey, like, this is what you got to do and change it and help you through it. Rick doesn't let that happen, you know. If, if you're messing up something with a customer's bow, he's going to let you hear it, and for very good reason. And, and again, I say that with, with complete, uh, I guess, truthfulness here is he wants to make sure that there's not a customer walking out of that store being like, these guys didn't take their time and go through and work on my boats like their own. And I think that that management style and everything is as tough as it can be from an employee standpoint at some, at sometimes is what makes that ultimate pro shop experience the way that it is and why our customers come back all the time. You get, like you, you get one shot. <laughs> I mean, honestly, God, you get a new customer walks through the door. He's never been there before. Maybe he heard good things. Or maybe he was just driving by, whatever, heard heard an ad, saw something on Facebook. He's going to come in and give you a, a chance, right? Yeah. As a, as people may often say, oh, I shop, you know, small business, man, support small business. They're also way harsher on small business. They don't put up with anything when it comes to small business. So guy comes in on his first experience and maybe has, you know, uh, a mediocre experience, let alone a bad one. And when he leaves, he's going to be very apt to try the next shop or to go a different route. And he, trust me, when he's drinking freaking lattes with his buddies on Friday night, that's going to come up in conversation. So if he's talking with four of his buddies and says, ah, by the way, I went down to that Bucks and Bows and... I stopped in, I had some questions and they didn't really give me the time of day or they were full of it or they seemed to just kind of, you know, talk about the, the products that, um, you know, maybe the guy was wearing a, a whatever, a, a Matthews hat and he was just t- focusing solely on Matthews, but I wanted to talk about Bowtech. Dude, that's not going to work. You're never going to get another chance with that guy. He will not come back. And guess what? His buddies probably won't either because it's really convenient to go to a box store that's right down the road because there's they're on every corner and just walk in to get his next pack of broadheads or walk in to get whatever, you know, to, to look at the, for the product that he's looking for, or just to jump on freaking Amazon or whatever it is to buy their thing. It is very obtainable to get the same stuff that we carry at other locations at your box store experiences or online. You could do it right now. Mm-hmm. Very easy. And have it in two days. Do it on my freaking phone. Yeah. yeah. And so you need to you need to make sure that that first experience and every experience after that is perfect. It has to be 10 out of 10. If it's not 10 out of 10, it doesn't fly. You it, it it's critical because we've all I mean I can remember the days before I was I worked at the store and was in the industry walking in the bow shops and there was one locally, I'm not going to name names, but in college we had we had went to a store and we walked in, and I don't know what we needed. I can't remember. That was a long time ago. Maybe arrows or broadheads just had some questions or something. And, um, you know, we stood there for 10 minutes. Guys are talking to each other. The, the workers are talking to each other, you know. And it's like, Kenny, hey, guys, you know, can we had a couple of questions. Yeah, hang on a second. And they went back to talking to each other. And it was like, are you kidding me? And they're not talking about something they're working on. They're talking about, you know, Joe Blow, whatever, who broke up with who or something on the weekend. <laughs> It was like, we're gone. We literally walked out of there. We went to the next store, which was, I don't know the distance there, but probably at least 20 minutes further out of our way. Got great experience. And for the next four years of college, we drove past the one store and went to that that store we had a better experience at. Never gave the other one another chance. 
Mm-hmm. Just why would you? There, you're, you, there's risk there. You know what I mean? You, you're going to go in and buy a product and think maybe you get a bad experience or maybe you know, the first experience wasn't good. Second one's probably not going to be good either. So yeah, you get that one shot. We, we seriously take customer service, customer experience to a, to a like ultra high level, you know, and that goes back to, you said you'd mentioned about guys having like, they're, they're kind of like niche, you know, what they're really good at. And so, you know, part of my job is finding the niche that every employee has and before they come in as an employee, there needs to be a niche there, you know, that at least something I can see that, okay, this kid's got potential or, you know, this guy's got potential or this girl, whoever's got potential in this area. Yeah. They'd be a really strong fit here. And for you, your really big potential, um, that I saw take, was, take um, card. Card. I was just trying to figure Tony help me out. <laughs> no, well, in all seriousness, your, your big thing is one, you're really good at talking to people. Um, obviously you got a microphone glued to the front of your face. So you, 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 you have a good voice. You have a good way to talk to people. You're super freaking passionate about this stuff to like an ultra high level. I can't teach passion. That's I've tried to teach passion to people. You can't do it. It's impossible. If you don't have passion, if you don't have passion, it's, it's over from the beginning, but you're super passionate about it. So, you know, and sick of gear has been a big, strong suit for you where customers are able to contact us coming in the store. Hey, I'm going on a mule deer hunt. I'm going on an elk hunt. I'm going on hell. We've, we've set up dudes that go on goddamn $50,000 sheep hunts and stuff like that. Yeah. Their, their clothing is going to dictate a successful hunt or not, because if their clothing fails them, they're off the mountain. And you're not going to yeah. kill anything if you're off the mountain. The mountain doesn't care. And at that point, right. you, you have to be set up with yep. uh, with the correct clothing system and everything. So, yeah. That. So having somebody like you in there who's dug so deep into the systems, you know, and, and you've made great connections through the industry, not by being pro staff, but by being in the industry with guys like Jonathan Barklow from Sick of Gear and a lot of the guys that, that you've podcasted with, you know, and people can go back and listen to some of those podcasts. But um having that connection, having that capability to reach those people, which for most people who aren't in the industry, those people are unreachable, um, makes you very, very important for the customer to come in and say, Hey, I'm doing this hunt. I need this. I, I, I need, I need to be set up with this, whatever it is, my bow or my gear, you know, clothing set me straight now. Cause when I leave and I get on that plane, I can't turn back. There's, yeah. I can't fix it. I'm not, you're not, you know, if you're in British Columbia on the side of a cliff, you're not going to box up something that's not working and send it back to Amazon for a return. It has to function. It, it has to, you have to be successful with that. So yeah, I mean that those, those niche skills, I think allows us at Bucks and Bows. We've been lucky to have really good employees there that have a lot of strong attributes in different places. It allows us to, provide those services at a freaking elite level for people that, that, that need that help, that need that service. Yeah. I mean, they call them a pro shop for a reason and you're expecting to have that, you know, advice. And that, and that comes down to, and from, from your standpoint, being the manager, being able to recognize everyone's skills and figure it out, you know, if it comes down to a point, a customer walks in the shop. It's like, I don't know what's wrong with my bow. This is going on, blah, blah, blah. You're not like, Hey, Bo, go figure this out. Cause I, I mean, to be honest with myself, it's, it's pretty evident and we all joke about it. That's not my strong point. So no. you might be like, 
Tony, can you take a look at this guy's bow and and see what's going on? And or Craig or anyone along those lines that's that's very good with the guys that work on the boat. Yeah, that that work on them. And but but like I said, you you recognize that and and kind of fit people where they need to be within the store so that one, the customer gets the ultimate experience, which is number one, and and two, that the everything just flows. Yeah, and the store maintains its quality of work you Mm -hmm. know tony for example um you know passion going back to that for me in the target world you know i don't know i just can't get into it's just me but i cannot get into like spot shooting and target bows and in the whole nine yards i just it's just not something that like triggers me to get like super excited in my mind where tony for example digs that stuff he loves figuring out you know uh, if i got we, we, you know a stabilizer setup for example you know let's take an ounce off the front put a half ounce on the back that should fix that problem or you know let's adjust your stabilizer setup to 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 have it you know function better for you maybe you're going to hold steadier or whatever you know messing with releases and i mean hell we've we've gone to the extents of shortening a guy's d loop by an eighth of an inch just to make it that much perfect you know that much that much more perfect for him to shoot that's tony you know I, when a guy comes in i'm not going to say yeah here let me help you with that i'm going to be like hey you know here's the deal actually tony's with a customer right now but i'm telling you it's worth the wait because this guy's super passionate with this stuff because of his passion he's gone to extra lengths to do more research and to you know watch more videos and 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 get into more training to to be able to serve that customer to a better level you know so um yeah not everybody and i I think that does happen sometimes too where people come in they kind of think everybody in the store is like a pro at everything that we have in the store or every subject matter and that's just not the case that's impossible it's impossible to be at, at that elite level on everything you know it's just you can't be that way we're humans you know so finding the right person and and having the right people in the store yeah man i mean it's it's super important yeah and 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 to go even you know a step further with that for to give someone like i guess advice if they're trying to get into a pro shop or anything when you do get into that type of position and kind of recognize your own strong points and everything don't be afraid to utilize the other resources. Don't, you know, have the ego saying like, oh, yeah, I know this or whatever. You know, grab someone else with it when it comes down to, you know, say a target setup or crossbows or something that I'm not as familiar with. I'm not going to sit there and feed the guy a line of bullshit about this. I'm going to be like, Tony, you know, hey, and help me out, brother. As and, shitty as that can be to be talking to a customer and be like, I really don't know. I'm not that good with this stuff because it's hard to say, you know, I mean, anybody, it's hard to say, I, I don't know. You know, I'm yeah. just, I, I just, I'm clueless at this or I'm not, this isn't a strong point for me. I think over the years, I've seen multiple instances where a guy kind of dumps a customer off to the, another guy who's stronger in that field. And the guy will come back and be like, Hey, by the way, man, I I appreciate you setting me up with him. And you know, it's always like, Hey, I I didn't mean to kind of like throw you away. I just, I knew he was going to give you a better experience. I knew he was going to lead you down a a straighter path. So that's all we did that, you know, because I'm just not, I'm not there, you know, and that that's all right. That's, that's, 
that's life. why we're and there. You can take the yeah. lessons and apply yeah. them to anything. That's but. why multiple guys are in the store that are strong in different points. And that's why we do what we do. And that's why we have a ton of options. And uh, I think it just builds the customer experience kind of f- overall kind of completes that circle. So w- with that being said, to switch gears a little bit here, let's kind of talk about the company culture that we have. And I'm going to talk specifically about bucks and bows, but, uh, we have a great group of guys there. And like I said, when, when you get into that type of thing and, and I strongly encourage anybody that does have a local pro shop in the area to, you know, if, if you're truly passionate about it and want to help out and want to be more a part of, of, and, and, and again, saying being a part of the industry, that sounds cliche, but just being a part of hunting and everything to a, to, to a, to a, to a, 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 the next level. Yes. Pa- the next past, level. past just being a, a bow hunter that, you know, comes in the store once a year to get his stuff done and whatever. Yeah. And our, our group of guys, like just being, being around that and everything just is just a positive, you know, I guess result you get out of it. We have a lot of fun. Like we work hard and we're serious about what we're doing, but we, we have a good time at the and it, the it, same thing. It goes past just the employees, man. I mean, today, you know, tonight we sat there and hung out with, you know, we had a couple employees there and a couple customers there that are pretty regular guys, Jared Fullerton, his buddy, and, um, you know, his girlfriend Sedona and stuff. They, they hang out at the store a lot, you know, and now they're on the shooting club and, you know, we're, we're meeting up with them on weekends for 3D shoots and they come to a lot of our events and it gives them that little more of an insider kind of like they know more about what's going on in the industry with products and, um, you know, techniques and things like that just by hanging out more, yeah. you know? So like, I think our, when you say culture, you know, yeah, our employees, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll brag, I'll, I'll be, you know, biased there. They're the best of the best. Like I would challenge a lot of stores to say that overall, I'm not saying other stores are bad. They don't have good guys because everybody has a lot of really good guys, especially in our area. We have, we're surrounded by some really kick-ass stores. Um, but our store from a, from a bias standpoint, I think is just freaking the best. And I think that shows too, when you have customers hanging out, they want to come down and hang out. They just want to come down and be a part of it. When you build that brand, when you build that culture, it just makes everything more fun. It makes it makes shooting more fun. It makes going to events more fun. It's just everything's more fun. Um, and that's what it's about. I mean, we're talking about archery here, you know? Like, it's a sweet industry to be in. It's a it's a great job to have. It's You're playing with bows, you know? And so the people who come in, they invest thousands of dollars on their equipment. I kind of feel bad for the guys who don't come in and shoot with us for our leagues or come to our events and, and hang out because they're missing like a they're missing like the main part of it like that that to me is way more fun or important than just having the bow sitting in your freaking bow case or shooting it at the house you know what i mean um and everybody has their own buddies they're going and doing stuff with them i'm saying if you don't hang out the bow shop that 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 you're nobody or that you're not having fun there's a lot of people that do their own thing that that really enjoy it and 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 they're at a pretty elite level with it but it's a good resource past products and 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 uh you know getting your bow work done to just be a part of archery and we all have something in common when you're at the store everybody there 
other than someone's wife or something that's just hanging out. But everybody there has something in common. We're all bow hunters, you know? And so, um, you know, that, that's a, that's a really cool part of it, you know? And we've, we've made a lot of really good friends that are just customers that started as just customers that are not really just awesome buddies of ours, you know, that we hang out with on the weekends. And like I said, do a lot of fun things, go to shoots and, and hunts and things I've gone on, um, you know, whitetail hunts in Illinois with customers that literally just walked in the stores as a customer one day. And next thing you know, a year later, we're in Illinois whitetail hunting together. That's, that's cool. You know, that's a, that's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. We're doing it this year. Every year I go to Illinois, there's shop customers there. I got a group of guys going out this year that I've never hung out with and I can't wait to go out there and hang out with guys that, that are, that are just customers of mine, but we're going to be whitetail hunting together. It's not about buying stuff. It's not about, you know, whatever it's just, yeah. it's just having fun bow hunting together. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of get to know them on a little more of a personal basis. And, and, and like I said, from, from an employee standpoint, getting to be around that all the time and the culture and everybody else is just, it's, it's a, it's a great experience that it, it's hard to put into words, but it, it truly, everybody, like everybody just connects together. And again, like we all hang out as friends. So like y- your big thing has always been, you're like, you know, I'm, I'm your boss at work there, but I'm your friend first and foremost. And like, you know, we have business and when, when I need to be uh, yelled at for some reason or another, you do that. But we also hang out outside of work and all of us do that. Yeah, you walk and, out the door, it's a totally, you know, that turns off. You just, you flick a different switch, you yeah. know, but. Uh, and I'd honestly, I mean, I, I think you're, uh, you know, a little bit, you definitely take that to an extreme <laughs> from a. Uh, from, from that standpoint, I mean, I wouldn't call it two-faced, but hey, let's, let's call a spade a spade here. You got to flick the switch, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You got to flick the switch. <laughs> no, it's it's, it's Tony, an awesome experience. Since we're just hanging out, we're not talking about work, Bo's fired. <laughs> <laughs> How many arrows is Bo going to fletch tomorrow night now? <laughs> right, right. No, yeah. I mean, I think the whole the whole experience is great, man, and the yeah. culture is awesome. And uh, I've learned a lot and met a lot of really cool people being there over the years. And the customer base is great. And like I said, making new friends in the whole nine yards. Um, I got a, one of my, you know, I consider one of my best friends now who I was just hanging out with last night. You know what I mean? That was literally a shop customer. And by the way, a shop customer who did not have a good experience at a different store found us, tried us. And not only is he a dedicated store customer, but also now a really good friend. I mean, hell, he was at my wedding, you know, a couple months ago. So like that to me, man, like that's the whole picture. Like that's what, that's what this is about. That's what your pro shop experience should be about. Um, yeah. And you know, the markets change and people's change and fads change and everything else. But I think the pro shop mentality for most people is coming back. I think people are starting to kind of appreciate that our prices are, are competitive with everybody else um brick and mortar wise you know online a little different to compete with somebody who doesn't have overhead or employees to pay and, and you know insurance and the whole nine yards you know water bills and the whole you know all that but we stay pretty competitive sometimes i feel and i'll do this outside of the archery industry you know for me i'd rather go to you know, a specialist or whatever, if I'm going to go get a golf clubs or something like that and talk to somebody who knows what they're doing and give them the business, it may cost you 
three dollars more, it may cost you ten dollars more, whatever. But you you know you're going to get that level of experience out of it. Um, and again, if you stick around and and you and you and you're active in it and you take advantage of it, uh, you know you're probably going to get more than just that. You're probably going to you know pull some friendships out of the deal. Like our leagues, for example, you know coming up couple of things we have coming up now this we're coming out of selling season um as far as pre-archery season you know both season starts for the whole state this saturday we're we're going to kind of start tapering off of people buying new bows and arrows and all that kind of stuff um and we get into the what i think is the best part for us our, our most fun part of the year which is leagues are going to start here january um before that, we have our Halloween shoot that we just put into play for October 24th. Um, you know, there's going to be a bunch of events coming up, and those are the things that why when we put the the ranges in, I think that was kind of the whole idea was, oh, put it ranges in. It wasn't really about, we didn't think, obviously, that you're going to make millions of dollars on a 3D range, but we could provide a place to do leagues, a place to do we have tournaments coming up. We'll have money shoots coming up. Spot leagues in our spot range. We'll have spot leagues, money shoots in there. What else is going on? We have some other. I mean, the, Craig will probably do a spot tournament in there too. Couple day tournament. You know, so to me, that's that's the fun. Take your equipment that you've bought. Take the equipment that we worked hard to set up for you to make it perfect. Now come in and use it outside of the woods. You know, come in and, and use it where you're hanging out with people and. Making telling friends, hunting stories, telling hunting stories. Yeah, a bunch of bullshit hunting stories, but a lot of <laughs> a lot of those happen when you go to the bar afterwards. You end up at Permanis, whatever, drinking some drinking some beers, don don. Yeah, all and that. if you're ever in the Pittsburgh area, I mean, if you don't have the Permanis experience, I don't I don't know what to tell you. That's if you want like a you know a heart attack and a meal, come to Permanis and enjoy some good beer with with that as well. Or fries and coleslaw on top, all your okay. sandwiches, boys. Or after league night, it's like what five dollar appetizers or two dollar appetizers or something it's crazy but uh, that to me is the best part that's where we have the most fun that's where i get to meet our customers on a non-shop level more at that friend you know level um and get to hear stories and you know make friends and everything else man it's just it's that that to me that's the best that's this we're getting into the most fun part of being a part of a pro shop this is the season yeah, that you want to be a part of it. You know? Yep, and like you said, you're just coming off the hunting season, and everyone's getting excited about telling their stories and everything else. It's just yep. an overall great thing, and 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 you know whether I mean I don't know if uh, wives get extremely as excited about that time. We don't really tend to talk about the wives that our shooters have. Or in some case, or... we have we have women. That we come do. Down There's a shoot. lot of women shooters. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, and we're actually. Talking about that last night at the meeting we had, you know, we're looking for more. So if anybody's listening whose wives shoot or want to shoot, because our leagues and stuff like that, dude, they're not about, it's not like pro shooters. There's nobody shows up wearing a freaking shooter jersey or whatever. Yeah, there's some really good guys shooting, some, you know, quality shooters there, tons of beginners too. And uh, that's what we're looking for. So, and, and I think. I think that happens a lot with women. We have a lot of girls that come in and shoot that shoot by themselves. Maybe they're, they, you know, they don't have a boyfriend or, or a wife or what, or I mean, a husband or whatever. Um, <laughs> hey, you never know. Well, they could, you know, but, uh, 
they don't have that or their boyfriend doesn't hunt. So they should both start seeing other men. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think, I think the idea there is to get more girls involved, whether they're, they have a significant other that's involved or not and break. It's hard to break that ice. Um, because I think a lot of, I think a lot of girls that come into the store, you know, associate our sport and you know, what we do with, it, it, it's a guy thing, but it's not anymore. And our industry's allowed that not to be that way anymore because they're making women specific bows, women specific arrows, women specific broadheads and all that kind of stuff. So um, if anyone's listening, we're definitely looking for more girls to shoot. We have girls already that shoot. Um, we want to start more women's leagues and things like that. But, but yeah, I mean, when you get into this season, this is when guys start kind of, you get that like hangout time, you know, that post hunting season, time to chill, time to hang out time to relax shoot your bow have fun and hey the best part about it when you get when you come out of this because this you know a lot of our leagues and stuff they're they're 12 weeks we end in march mid-march and end of march it's always end of march so you know at some point right before turkey season we always struggle to to find a date to do a league party but you're coming in the turkey season in the spring been shooting your bow all winter long where everybody else who wasn't doing that is now pulling their bow out if they're if they're pulling the bow out that early wiping the dust off it you know going oh you know i gotta learn i gotta shoot again i gotta get good again you're coming out of that slow season that's that where most people would consider their slow shooting season shooting really well and probably learned a bunch guys like mike haller and stuff that shoot with us um you know joe tambellini and these guys they're pretty advanced you know and and they're they're super eager not even willing but they're eager to help people get better to become a better shot to become a better archer um you know we have a lot of guys i'd uh, chooch for example who just killed his first whitetail congratulations shout out to uh to charlie um killed his first deer ever and did it with a bow just last week um you know hell he bought a bow right before league started with matt and those guys came in and shot in our leagues and by the time leagues were done their scores not only drastically increased, but they were shooting, they were outscoring the guys that have been shooting their whole lives. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I remember the last week, Chooch out shot me. Yeah. That's for sure. Like, he did awesome. Because they're working at it, yeah. man. You're coming in, you're shooting. Tell yeah, me. it's not that hard that I'll shoot you. Yeah, but, here we go. But, I yeah. knew that was starting. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that 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 to me, I mean, that, that to me, aside from making friends and having fun and all that stuff, you're becoming a better archer. You're shooting in a controlled environment. You're with people that are willing to help you and give you advice. Um, that's always a good sound. Yeah. Empty beer cans hitting each other. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, there's a lot of cool things. And I think that as a, from a pro shop, you, you know, that's what you can't get from box stores. You, you're not going to shoot leagues that on, on Amazon. You know what I mean? Like that's impossible. So, <laughs> Cabela's doesn't have leagues. Field and Stream doesn't have leagues. They don't have that touch. And so I think that's our strongest thing we provide is that experience for leagues and shoots and all that kind of fun stuff. Whether you're good, whether you're a beginner, whether you consider yourself an expert, it doesn't matter. Come in, shoot, have fun, learn something, meet new people, and just enjoy it. Enjoy your bow. Enjoy it. Archery is way more than sitting in a freaking deer stand, you know. Looking at squirrels that you think are deer, you know what I mean. It's it's to me, it's way more. It can be way more than that if you choose. For oh yeah, that way. yeah, I, I definitely agree. W- with that being said, Rick, where uh, so 
kind of give a little bit about where Bucks and Bows is located. Anybody in the Pittsburgh area that would love to stop in and talk to us and talk to you guys and, and go through it, kind of give a little bit of uh, where we can find the shop at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, for one, we have a website, uh, Um There's some things that we still we still have to update a bunch of stuff on there, but uh, a lot of our information is on there. If you want pictures, if you want to see, like we're talking about this stuff right now, but if you want to see it, um, jump online right now while you're listening. There's pictures of our 3D range. There's pictures of the Halloween shoot. There's pictures of customer appreciation. There's pictures of the tur- pictures of the tournament. There's pictures of our shop. Um, pictures of our spot range. I mean, everything's on there. So if you want to see the store, um, you could go there and check that out. Um, a lot of our information on most of the products, a lot, not, not most, but most of the big product lines that we carry, um, that information is there too. Facebook, obviously, I mean, social media anymore. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really big. Yeah. Where, Bucks and Bows Archery on Facebook's the best place to yeah, find. Yeah. If you want to know what's going on, what events are coming up, when things are starting, you know, what new products are in the store, all that kind of stuff. Hit Facebook. Bo, you've been doing a really good job at our Instagram page. Um, you know, and, and also share your stories. I mean, get on, get on Facebook. A lot of customers are on there, you know, messaging us, um, you know, or sharing pictures or sharing success stories or whatever it is um, with products that they're using. So, you know, definitely be interactive. It's supposed to be an interactive platform that we can kind of you know use to talk to customers too so use that facebook instagram our website yeah we're in gibsoni on route 8 um so where the turnpike crosses over route 8 and where 910 crosses over route 8 we're pretty much right in between those two um so cross the street from walmart and i mean walmart's the big one everybody you know big store there everybody knows so we're there uh if you need to um you know, call us or whatever. Phone number is 724-443-5166. Um, our contact information is on the website. Um, but yeah, I, I urge people. We're always looking for people to, to, to engage in our events, um, you know, to swing down. If you have questions, f- feel free. I mean, I mean, I don't, don't feel like there's no stupid question, I guess. Right. So if it, if you feel like you have a stupid question, that doesn't exist. We're here to help people. We're here to, you know, transfer that knowledge and experience to them. Um, so if you have an issues with your equipment or have, you know, questions about products or whatever it is, um, call us, swing in, you know, whatever. Awesome. All right, Rick. Well, uh, thank you here. And, uh, so anybody else wants to check out bucks and bows, like you said, check out on Facebook, Instagram, the website, anything else. And, uh, just make sure wherever you're at, even if you're not in the Pittsburgh area, support your local pro shop. And if you are in the Pittsburgh area, be sure to stop in Bucks and Bows. And uh, hopefully you'll get the same experience that you got out of this podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bo. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.